Welcome to Late Night Talks, a place for growth, stability, and transformation. The podcast for men and for the women who want to understand men. My name is Amy Jo. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and a life strategist. Here, we take you to the next level of your journey mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Good evening. Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Cho. Super wonderful to have you here tonight. Whenever you are tuning in, maybe it's morning or afternoon, wherever you are, it is super great to have you here. I'm sending out tons of love and appreciation to all of you and a big, warm welcome to the new listeners. I hope you are all fantastic and looking forward to a new week, smashing away laziness and feeling unmotivated. (laughs) Are you with me or not? (laughs) Okay, let's just get started. So how many of you out there feel lazy and unmotivated from time to time? I think we all have these moments. It's normal to just want to be a couch potato here and there, right? But if we do it too often, I think that that's something that we need to start questioning and really looking at how it's currently affecting our life and how it will affect our timeline in the long run. Tonight, we are here to answer that very question. Why am I so unmotivated and lazy? Because many people ask themselves this question. So we're going to cover some of the reasons that could be hindering your motivation. We're going to just kind of graze over the disadvantages of being lazy. And we're going to share some great tools to help overcome it. Your choice, you can do what you will with this information. Okay. (laughs) We all possess a drive within us and we might not always understand or know what's behind what drives us, but it's something wired deeply within us. And we're given from birth many internal mechanisms that are deeply complex and science is just at the tip of the iceberg for the many more discoveries that will slowly emerge. Now we make decisions day in and day out, don't we? Thousands upon thousands in a day's time. In fact, research estimates that we make 35,000 decisions in a day's time. And of that 35,000 decisions, 226.7 of them are about food. So we are constantly being faced with decisions, minor decisions, and sometimes life-altering decisions. We can easily make a choice between, say, a red shirt and a blue shirt, whatever shirt we're going to wear that day, but that's not really going to affect our life in any way. Deciding to move out of the country to another country, that's a life-altering decision. And we don't know the future, what that outcome is going to be. But there's a reason that we're making that decision. 
under that decision is a state. And I know I talked about emotional states recently in the feelings and emotions episode. You know, say you have to maybe move because your company is relocating and it's driven by an emotion. For example, if you don't move, you may suffer financially. So a feeling of fear has driven that decision. People feel lazy. People feel unmotivated because all behavior is emotion driven, right? As we spoke about prior, even the habits that we form or addictions, we want to feel a certain way acting on that behavior. So we do that. Then we like the outcome so much that we do it over and over and over again. Then unconsciously we're forming a habit or an addiction. This happens with our cell phones, with social media, with alcohol, video games, porn, food, even laying on the couch can become a habit. Anything that's repeated is hardwired. So let's look at the scenario and see if this sounds familiar to anyone out there. Maybe you're someone who is waking up in the morning, struggling to get out of bed, you know, hitting snooze a zillion times, not looking forward to the day ahead. Maybe it's due to responsibility. Maybe it's due to work. So you peel yourself up from your warm bed and you drag your ass around the house to get ready, putting on some dirty clothes that have been laying on the floor for weeks because you didn't do laundry because you didn't feel like it. And after you get dressed, you go to the kitchen you find a load of dishes that have been sitting there since last night or the night before because you just didn't feel like doing them. And then you look over and you see the trash. It's overflowing with garbage because you just didn't feel like taking out the trash. And I know this isn't for everyone, but I know there are some of you out there who know this storyline. Hearing a story like this, it doesn't really sound very productive, does it? It actually sounds a little bit unorganized and messy. And there's absolutely no judgment here whatsoever. We all have the right to live the way that we want. And we definitely shouldn't be self-critical. You know, I certainly have my own days where I don't feel like doing certain things. I have no problem admitting that I have my lazy days. We all do. But if there's something that's bothering us, What I do think is important is that we start to notice the way we are living in the choices and decisions that we are making. Most people get very frustrated with themselves because they can't seem to understand why they can't accomplish what they want, why they can't just get up and do that thing that they know they want or should do. There are certainly a few factors that could be at play here. Now, maybe It was birthed in our childhood because we're not born lazy. If we weren't given many responsibilities as children or teens and our parents did everything for us, that's kind of how we were conditioned. We would be less inclined to want to make our bed or play sports or do chores around the house. It's a habit that we picked up along the way. Any habit can be broken and replaced with a healthier habit. But we have to be mentally strong enough to make that decision. Because if we don't, this is going to prevent us from attaining our goals, goals that can better our lives in the short and the long term. You know, our environment 
shapes our thoughts and responsibilities. This setting gives rise to the lazy part of us as children. So then we spend the rest of our lives trying to overcome this laziness. It all comes down to what we're comfortable doing, right? We're going to choose activities like scrolling on our phone for hours upon hours or sitting in front of the TV because that's what we're comfortable doing. And it doesn't require a whole lot from us, you know, doesn't require us to expand our brain or mind or, or do any kind of physical activity with our body. But at the same time, this is a decision that we are making. We are choosing to lay around and scroll on the phone, right? Regardless of what the problem is, I think what's important is that we do not judge ourselves. Don't be hard on yourself. Really have self-compassion because self-compassion inspires positive self-growth. And I'll say that again. Self-compassion inspires positive self-growth. And when you have that for yourself, you are more driven. If you don't have that for yourself, that's something that needs to be inspected. It's very important to know how we are feeling about ourselves, why we are feeling that way about ourselves, and working on a plan to change that state. There is nothing concrete about a habit because we all have the choice and the ability to change it. We have to be open-minded enough and mentally strong enough to make this, the choice, the right choice for us. So with that being said, let's move on to another possibility, which is dopamine. Okay. Laziness and lack of ambition can frequently signal chronic inflammation according to science. Let's talk about how inflammation can be affecting you. A new study shows that chronic inflammation impacts an area of the brain that governs motivation. Okay. And this is something they call dopaminergic signaling system. We all know that dopamine is a neurotransmitter responsible for motivation and drive, right? But dopamine deficiency might explain why we feel lazy, why we feel useless or even ashamed. Dopamine deficiency might also be linked to several other medical conditions, including ADHD, depression, and Parkinson's, to just name a few, but we're going to focus on the lack of motivation today. So chronic inflammation reduces drive and motivation so that the brain can focus on healing. Activities like everyday jobs, responsibilities, ambitions and desires, they just don't seem worth it. And it's because the chronic inflammation has suppressed the dopaminergic signaling pathway that connects a feeling of pleasure to effort and productivity. Why are Americans so inflamed? You know, why do we have one of the highest rates of chronic disease in the world? Diabetes. It's the junk food. It's all the sugar in our food. High blood sugar increases persistent inflammation. There's gluten sensitivity that typically causes chronic inflammation. Canola, soybean, hydrogenated oils are inflammatory. Also, insufficient plant fiber is consumed. Americans consume half the recommended fiber. A lot of jobs now are 
basically working from home, a lot of people. And this is when we are not physically moving enough. And when we are sitting for too long, it will cause persistent inflammation, even with just an hour of daily activity. There's toxins everywhere, environmental toxins that are linked to inflammatory diseases. And even too much artificial light disrupts biological cycles and causes inflammation. Stress, you know, depression, anxiety, and stress, they're, they're reaching an all-time high, especially in the younger kids. So these can all cause inflammation. Now, there are many disadvantages to being lazy, right? It can affect our health, maybe gaining too much weight. And then when that happens, it can lead to a whole lot of other health risks. It can also create financial struggles because we're not pushing ourselves enough. When we know we could be doing so much more, maybe we're calling off work. It also sparks insecurity about self-worth when we're not really doing too much from our day-to-day activity. Dreams and goals may never be reached. Pessimism can also easily take over. You know, so these, these are just a few of the disadvantages. And there's certainly a few advantages to, to being lazy. You know, we do need downtime from time to time. Our bodies and our brains need rest. And it's in those moments sometimes, in those moments of downtime, where, where some of the great ideas um, form. So let's just keep moving forward. You know, we make choices every day on what we choose to look at and how we choose to look at it. And we're presented with many things, positive thoughts, positive ideas, negative thoughts, negative ideas. And most people would think that their mind is in control of them. But when you become conscious of what's driving you and why, you will soon be able to take over and control your mind. What you tell your mind to do, your body follows, right? And if you really want to become motivated, you have to ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing currently. Maybe it's because you're not feeling great about yourself or even about life. So why bother, right? But why? What thoughts are you choosing to focus on? There is a decision there on what you choose to focus on. So when you come home from a long day at work, to a messy home, an unmade bed, dirty dishes, choosing to lay on the couch, eat a microwavable meal because you don't feel like cooking. Be mindful of what you're seeing in your environment is communicating to your brain, right? So an unkept home is reminding you that you're, say, unmotivated. An unmade bed reminds you that you're kind of unmotivated or lazy. And when you constantly see that day after day, it's setting a circuit off in the brain reminding you of how unmotivated you are. So this is how we become hardwired. And it's really not helpful. We spend an average of of one third of our life in our bedrooms. So really, it's a great place to start if you have a lot of clutter in your room to start clearing that space because when our environment is cluttered, so is our mind. 
we can't think straight when we have clutter all over the place. We really need to start training our brain. And in an article from Neuroscience of Motivation, this is what they stated. When you encounter difficult situations, like being lazy, your brain reacts differently when you say I am as opposed to I feel. And research suggests that when our brain is in that fight or flight response, it's activated and we become aware of it, saying to ourselves, I am angry or I am frustrated or I am lazy or I am sad. This is only likely to perpetuate that threat response in our mind. And this is because whenever you say I am, you're actually making a statement about your identity. And this implies the, the permanence of that emotion. In other words, you're saying to yourself, this feeling is who I am. Instead, you should really characterize your emotions as something you feel. Saying I feel rather than I am is more likely to result in a measurable shift in blood flow away from the fight or flight um, center or the major muscle groups and shift towards the prefrontal cortex. And the prefrontal cortex is the very part of the brain that cultivates witnessing empathy and problem solving. So to train your brain to become motivated, you would say, I am motivated as opposed to I feel motivated because it makes it part of our identity. Also, we are training our brain by taking over, by becoming responsible for our thoughts and what we choose to think about. And this is very important before we go to bed because what we think about before we go to bed takes root for the way that we arise in the morning. And I've said it a zillion times, but the state that you usually go to sleep in plays a huge role in how you wake up the next day. And how you wake up plays a huge role in how your day is going to play out. And it's all a matter of decisions. Decisions, decisions, decisions. <laughs> I want to give you a great exercise that you can do. And you can do this at any time. But this is really good to do right before you go to bed because you're a little bit more relaxed and also it leaves more of an impression on the subconscious mind. So what you want to do is picture in your mind this unmotivated version of yourself, really big in front of you, black and white, and see it super quick as a movie if you can. If you can see the movie version of you, that's always best. Watch it go and quick, full speed, watch yourself being lazy. And this is on a glass screen. And on the bottom right, I want you to create a really small image or a movie of the motivated version of yourself doing all the things that you want to achieve. Okay. And see it on something strong and solid. And I want you to bring that little picture on the right corner that's bright and colorful and, and motivated. You know, I want you to bring it up really close to your face really quickly. And as you do this, the picture is going to grow 
and it's going to smash out the black and white glass image of the unmotivated you. And I want you to do this over and over again, about 10 times, do it at least 10 times. And as you do this, you will notice that you will really struggle to find that old version of yourself again, that image of the old version of yourself. So again, take this image of yourself, big picture in front of you, black and white. And then you want to see a colored picture on the right corner of this. And what you're going to do is bring the colored version of you up super quick and, and watch it grow. And it's going to smash out the black and white one. And you're going to end up with this big, giant, colorful version of you in front of you. And you keep doing that over and over and over again and see it and it'll smash out the black and white version. You will be surprised. I know it might sound a little strange to some of you, but use it. If you have another habit that you're struggling with or anything, you can use it for a phobia. Try it. You might be pretty amazed. If we want to change anything, right? We can't just look at the problem. Instead, we have to change how we think about it. And this is like getting a whole new point of view. And when we do this, our feelings can also change that emotional state. So when you think about why you don't do the things that you should, you are unconsciously feeling pleasure from not doing the thing, right? You are making the meaning that the thing you need to do is not worth it. And by not doing it, you make a better meaning. The two forces that control our behaviors are pleasure and pain. And when we do this, you're attaching more to the pain of getting this thing done or linking pleasure to not getting it done. Ask yourself specific things that you want to get done. You know, what is the value? How does it make you feel? And what are the good things in getting these things done? And I also tend to think the people who really are super interested and passionate to achieve something, there's not really going to be a reason to procrastinate. Okay. Upon waking, practice that gratitude for two minutes. Wake up. I am so grateful to open my eyes again. I'm looking forward to a wonderful day. Say positive affirmations of gratitude. And then soon after that, it's really important to write a list of four things that you need to get done on a day on that day, you know, and make this list a priority. Start with the most important task, and then you want to work your way down to the not so important things. And by doing this and marking things off throughout the day, it makes you want to make sure that you mark the other ones and scribble them out too. So it kind of pushes you somehow psychologically, this really does work. Just know that tomorrow you're going to wake up with a positive and grateful heart, no matter what the circumstances is, you're going to make your bed, put on some fresh, clean clothes, look professional so that you can feel better about yourself. Dress up a little, even if it's, even if you work from home, Put on a button-down shirt with jeans for change rather than a t-shirt. How you present yourself, even to yourself, will affect how you feel about yourself. Keep up on the grooming. 
shave, get your hair cut. It helps and it will make you feel incredible. And when we feel good, we're going to be more willing to do the things that maybe we struggled with in the past. Another helpful idea is to follow a schedule. Now, Jordan Peterson speaks on this highly. He he's, talks about how important it is to design a schedule that works so that it doesn't feel like a trap. You know, and he mentions treating yourself like a good boss would treat a valued employee, not a slave. Be kind to yourself during the process. You are ideally planning the life that you want for yourself, and that's the best way to put it. When you don't schedule things, they simply will not get done. And when you have to Google calendar or if you have a calendar on your desk, something visual, you're more likely to accomplish it because, again, it makes you feel good. Spread out the things that maybe aren't so pleasurable. Put it in an hour here or an hour there throughout the week if you have to study. Break it up. And then you want to add some of the days that you want for yourself. And there should be a fine balance between doing things that you need to do or life isn't going to be so good and the things that you get to reward yourself with to feel good. You're in control. And that's the beautiful part because it makes you more motivated when you don't put too much pressure on yourself. And a schedule helps you to, you know, Contain your thoughts and organize your thoughts. It keeps you focused and on track rather than feeling overwhelmed. And one other thing that I would highly recommend is is that accountability partner that I've talked about in the past. It's just really another way. It's a strong pillar and support partner to help you stay on track. If you do feel lazy or unmotivated, find somebody that will hold you accountable So these are just some of the ideas that I thought might help you. Remember, we're only one decision away from a better life, financially, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. The decisions that we make really do matter. And the consequences don't always hit us right away. But when they do, we can feel them. So trust that. What you do today will affect your life one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line. So find a reason, find a passion in what you're doing and work on that resourceful emotional state. Okay. I am going to sign off now. I want to thank those of you who stuck through this entire podcast. (laughs) I appreciate you and I look forward to being here next week. Be well and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.